All right, we're live. Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Flip the Coals. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, this week is looking good. Uh, we have our drinks flowing, our hookah back going, and last week was just a lot better than the week before. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so we we um we wanted to just dive right on in into some of the um things that have happened in the last week. Newbie. Wait, is this podcast gonna be about what's happened in our most like what happened this week? Not necessarily, but I, quick updates, you know? Okay. Um, you know, there was the versus situation that you took a hard stance on, but now you're feeling like you don't wanna talk about it because Keisha lost. Let's be versus real. Versus is kinda whack. To be honest, honestly, this is our first. This is the first one we've ever watched. So how can we? Well, how can you I've, say such a blanketed statement? I've, I've tapped into other verses, and I was like, this shit's kind of whack. So I don't know why this one in particular. I felt so. I think it's not just about. you. I mean, it was the whole. Well, I'm not world, but it was everybody that we knew that was really. I don't know why. I didn't really care that much. Maybe because it was, I was lie. supporting an underdog. Maybe that's why. Keisha Cole is an underdog. Yes. And how? How can you? <laughs> how? Because she didn't have as much mainstream success as Ashanti. Ashanti was afforded being on uh, multiple Billboard topping singles, sometimes just singing just the hook. And she was affiliated with Ja Rule during his. His rise when he was that nigga. So she had different looks than Keisha Cole had. But I always felt like Keisha Cole was a real ass bitch. And I was like, yo, Keisha speaks to my heart. Slander, slander, slander. Also, I'm going to be so transparent right now. Okay. I seen a picture on my timeline of Keisha Cole sometime like months ago. And I was like, this bitch is so bad. Yeah. And that probably is what made me... But Ashanti is gorgeous. Keisha Cole is gorgeous. This argument is not. But it's the underdog. She's like the sleeper. I don't like people think... don't. Not everybody knows. Ashanti has this whole like Ashanti hive situation because everybody's like, what? damn, Ashanti's thick now. What the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. But Keisha Cole got them tig old bitties. I seen a little picture. I, I, I was not voting or not, not voting, but I wasn't rooting on Ashanti because she's thick and I wasn't hating on Keisha Cole because she how has big was. old titties. That's how titties. niggas was acting though. I don't know. I think we all felt like they are both bad as fuck, right? They're both gorgeous. They're both beautiful women. Yes. They both had success in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they both had hits. Like, I remember being a young girl and listening to both of their, um, probably just like both of their hits. Like, I really wasn't listening to their songs, you know, like that. I was just yeah. listening to what made it on to the radio, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a lot of like when I first came to the States. And my sisters, you know, I have two older sisters. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Iman Needham. And they Iman were... Iman Needham, see him. <laughs> they were really bumping this music. And I was just a wheel lad. And I was just fucking with whatever they were fucking with. And I listened to both Ashanti and Keisha Cole. But I think that I just vibed with Ashanti more. And I think that it well, was very clear on this on this versus yeah. battle that Ashanti did way better than Keisha Cole. So listen to this, though. And this is a point that Joe Biden... Joe, Joe Biden. Joe Biden brought up on his podcast. Um, he was saying that he's not moved by what the sheep accept as being a superior song. Hmm. So he's in the in, in, uh, sort of follow-up 
the follow-up message that he put out there was he knows how radio programming works, right? Okay. You hear a song enough times, you'll, be, you'll start nodding your head to it. You'll be like, damn, this shit's hard, right? Whether or not it actually is a good song. Right. So I think it's safe to say that Ashanti benefited from radio programming much more than Keisha Cole did. They had a formulaic approach to creating music, which is putting her on the hook, having a little bridge, her with Fat Joe, her with Lloyd, her with Ja Rule. It became a thing. Her with Ja Rule multiple times, and these became hits, and they, we heard them nonstop on the radio, on 106 and Park, on MTV. We heard these songs all the time, and it makes you have a more connection to these songs, whereas Keisha Cole didn't have the same sort of benefit from radio programming. So when I think of Keisha Cole songs, I don't think I heard this on the radio 10,000 times. I'm like, I heard this, and I felt this in my little young heart. Love. Right. Like, that I was felt that. But you know what? That was a hit. That's not like some song that nobody listened to yeah. that, you know, didn't get any love and you play on the radio. Like, Love was a huge hit amongst so many other Keisha Cole songs yeah. that were on the radio. I mean, when I think about Ashanti and Keisha Cole, I, now that you say it, I do, um, I do think like Keisha Cole didn't have as many features in songs. Is that what they call it? Yeah, at least not on like notable chart topping hits. Right, whereas Ashanti did. But I mean, they're both, Keisha Cole's voice is amazing. Like, she's so beautiful. Her voice is so beautiful. So is Ashanti's. I just think if we're solely going to talk about like this versus battle, we're talking about who performed well. What was that, two days well, ago? Know, but you know what, though? They've sort of changed the way versus is approached. So someone like Gucci Mane and Jeezy, that's really like going head to head. Like they have past beef, they have tension. There's mad smoke with that situation. Okay. So Versus started off as like this hit for hit thing that doesn't have an official score. Let the people be the judge. And for some reason, when it comes to women doing Versus, it's like this is a celebration of women. This is a celebration of of these these beautiful women in there. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? I think that women, you know, often, even if you think about like female rappers, right? There's so much beef and tension. Is female acceptable? I don't see it as slander. But when you female woman, I mean, I don't know how the word female has has (laughs) all of a sudden has this like negative connotation. I don't know either. I'm I'm using it in the most respectful way. Yeah, you know, Um, you know where it comes from. I think because people would be like, "You're being a female. You're acting like a female." Yeah. And why is that? You know, why is that derogatory or negative? Is derogatory the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Why has that become a negative thing? I don't know. I, I'm a female. I'm a woman. Those words are interchangeable, and neither one of them feel like disrespect to me. And I. You're a bad bitch. Period. You're a freaky hoe. Period. But uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't use those words to bring anybody down. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the vibe in, in, um, during that versus uh, battle. I think that both of them were empowering one another. And, you know, Keisha Cole was vibing when Ashanti was singing and Ashanti was vibing when Keisha Cole was singing. And it mm. wasn't any... There, I didn't sense any, like, competition no. or any sort of hospitali- hospitality. <laughs> English is my second language. Third, if you want to get technical. All right, continue. <laughs> continue. Um, hostility. 
is the word I was trying to use. But I didn't send any sense any hostility um, during that battle, quote unquote, no, if that's it, what you want to call it. It would have been different if it was J-Lo versus Shanti because they have their tension. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I mean, again... I'm not as knowledgeable as you are when it comes to like music mm. and to um, the history behind all of this. So you just gotta be tapped in on Black Twitter. You don't mean on you Black know, tu- you don't be it's on not about like being that. tapped in. On, we're talking about uh, you know years ago. I I moved to this country when I was six, learned English when I was like seven. You know, I I don't know that much. I just know that. When I say I don't know that much, I mean when it comes to this. But I, I didn't know that much, and I still don't know that much about the the history behind this. So I just was vibing with Ashanti's attitude. Her, She was very positive. So was Keisha Cole. I mean, she visibly was annoyed when she came on, and she came on very late, and I'm not sure why or what happened. I'm not sure if she updated people on what was going on because she kept talking about, like, you don't know what it took for me to be here. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know what it took for her to be there. Maybe she shared that with everyone. Keisha Cole. Yeah, I think she's say, she's saying like she she maybe she thinks that she faced more adversity. From what I know, Ashanti was like a, a child prodigy, huh? And that's how she sort of I don't know. She also her mom is very heavily involved in her career. She is a momager. Oh, okay. And she's I didn't been, know that. She's been in the entertainment world since she was like early teens. Okay. I didn't know that either. So yeah. I don't I honestly don't know Keisha Cole's backstory, but I think that's what she was talking about. And maybe she feels like she got less support from her label throughout maybe. her career. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's, that's I just felt I like Keisha Cole had sort of given up at one point during this battle. Especially when O. T. Genesis came in and was singing like one of her best songs. He completely took that over and well, I just you know felt what? like I that showed was, you a, I understand he was drunk and he wanted no, to be part remember of it. I showed you he did some like flip of that song. Yeah, but I, I just felt like that was one of her best songs. Yeah. Like and she just sort of let him do him and I'm not saying she should have punched him and like, you know what I mean? Like had him beat up or something <laughs> when she was trying to do what she was doing, but a lot of a lot of times during that battle, I felt like she wasn't even really singing. She did at times. She was faded. I I thought she was. She was faded. I didn't know if that was water, but like you don't pour water in shot sizes. Like <laughs> she, it was, what? it was like a big cup with a little bit of liquid. You know she what I mean? So faded. I was like, is that a shot, girl? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. she was faded. But when you're coming to um, perform, you gotta perform. You yeah. know, her her voice is beautiful and she you heard it a lot throughout yeah. that night. But I just was disappointed that she was it love that he came in on? Yeah. Yeah. That's he one did of my, some flip of it with it. Yeah, yeah, that was my that's my one of my favorite Keisha Cole songs. And I wanna hear Keisha Cole sing it. I don't want to hear O. T. Genesis sing it. So I feel you. I feel that. But I, I didn't know that she was saying like it took a lot for her to be here like in a metaphorical way. I thought she meant like in a very literal way. Like, like I'm it, late and there's it took me a lot to get so here. Allegedly, I don't know because I don't watch many verses, but apparently they all start an hour late. Like people don't normally get on there until like an hour after the start time. Okay. Historically. Hmm. So Ashanti was low key early, even though she, she was wasn't late. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was late, but not late enough. And Keisha looked a little flustered when she joined. She did. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I was like thinking about when I was thinking about her saying, "Well, it took a lot for me to be here." I thought something happened. Like, 
well, girl, what happened? Like, what happened on your way here? Did your heel break? Like, did you trip and fall? Like, did somebody try to no, no, no. fight you on the way here? Like, what went down? Tell me the 411. Exactly. What's the tea? But all in all, I they're both very beautiful women. They have beautiful voices. They were very successful in their careers. And at the end of the day, I think that Ashanti performed a lot better that night. Mm. Um, but that doesn't say that that doesn't go to say that Ashanti is a better artist or that she has a better voice. I think she just did better. She performed better on that night. On that night, yes. And I, yeah, I was rooting for her because I just love her. But I love Keisha too. I hear you. I understand that. I wasn't. I was like fake invested in this. I didn't really fucking care. I didn't care. I think everybody saying that Shanti was going to win made me feel more passionate about Keisha. Well, yeah. Keisha. I think that you you were definitely rooting for Keisha because a lot more people around you were voting for, uh, rooting for Ashanti. Yeah. And so you naturally just wanted to be like, Keisha Cole's going to get it. But they I'm going to show you the picture great. that I've seen on Twitter of Keisha. That, you, that had you fantasizing? Oh, yeah. Her... Breasts are beautiful. That's a good picture. Yeah, that is a good picture. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman. Yes, girl. Look at that hair. Look at the baby hairs laid. I was like, she's Her winning. Her titties, A1. She's winning. Yeah, the eyebrows, everything. Everything looks Come good. On. I'm not mad at that. That's but what I, that's Ashanti what, also looks good. She did. When she I seen the, when I tapped in, I said, they both this had could silly, go another way. They both had silly outfits on, though. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, the the corset that um, Keisha Cole had on, I was like, girl, there are so many corsets out there that didn't have to be one. And then when Ashanti got up and... Looking like a little superhero. Yeah. Excuse me. Don't take what I said. I and said run that. With it. Oh, my God. You, guys. That's the problem. Guys, you have no idea how many times Nubian tries to take something from me and say that he was the one. I said she looks like a fucking superhero when she got up and she had the bodysuit on. I was like, you could have just Okay, not. so so name some superheroes since you're so fluent on superheroes. Why? What is How would you know she looks like a superhero? What What do you mean? You sound That's foolish. That's proof. I'm proving you wrong right now. Nah, you sound foolish. Name a superhero. What? You don't know any superheroes? Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. Did I say Batman See, already? three. You said okay, two. Okay, Wonder Woman. Poison Ivy. Is that her name? I don't know if she's a superhero. She's, she's a superhero. What did she do? She got the poison. See? That sounds like a villain. <laughs> honestly. Anyways, I thought um, it was a, honestly for me and I know for so many others, like it was a little underwhelming. That shit was whack. I don't think it was whack. I it was just underwhelming. They had some really, really good songs. I thought they would be singing word for word. You know what I mean? And they weren't. Well, they you were haven't just, watched Versus. That's why. Yeah, that's definitely why. All right, so we just want to get some of these questions answered for you guys that you had earlier this week on Instagram. Um, one of them is, what are some tips to help with anxiety and mortality? I think that's something that Nubian's been dealing with um, a lot lately. So why don't you go ahead and answer that, babe? All right, so the main strategy that I employed, especially over this past week, after my near-death experience. Wow, near-death, hey. Um is to just focus on living and to cherish every single moment. Like I wake up in the morning and I do a little stretch and I'm like, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And it just sets the tone for the rest of my day. And 
another sort of it sort of goes hand in hand with enjoying every single moment and trying to enjoy every single day is you have to talk yourself off of the ledge. So I still felt some shit this week, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, man, I feel, I feel this little ache. I don't know what this is. It's like, no, you probably slept like a dumbass, and <laughs> that's what you get yeah. for having your arm bent and contorted all over the place, right. looking like a little pretzel. And just write, th- just brush it off. If it's an issue, you'll feel it. If it's still hurting you next week, uh, maybe you should talk to a doctor. Right. But if it's just that day and that moment, because your thoughts become things. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like you start thinking that something's wrong with you and all these things start feeling, you start feeling every single ache and pain, every stitch. You're like, ooh, I'm feeling a little, I don't know what's going on here. You just gotta, you gotta brush all that shit off. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, to kind of um, go off of what you were saying is dealing with your mortality, it's something that we all are going to face at one point or another, right? It's inevitable. It is. But I think prior to losing one of my best friends, Sabrina, prior to that, I really didn't think about my mortality. I kind of was just like, I know life is going to end. I'm living my best life right now. And that's yeah. all that I can do. Right. And yeah, that's true. Like I should live life to the fullest and death is guaranteed. But when you're faced with that at this age or at any age, like it's hard, it's rough, yeah. you know, kind of looking at death literally in the face and being like, holy shit. Like, we're not all guaranteed 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah. When is my time? When am I going to go? It's scary. And though my friend had an illness that took her from us, like I still was kind of like in shock. I knew that she had, you know, this disease, but I didn't know that it would take her from us like as yeah. early as it did. And we I was, didn't we didn't know until like probably the year before before she transitioned, that the life expectancy was considerably shorter than, and we're talking about sickle cell uh, anemia, um, that the life expectancy was considerably shorter than the average uh, life expectancy. Yeah, but like I think... Like mid-30s range, I think like even, average. I think even when you shared that with me, I brushed it off because I was like, okay, like... My girl has sickle cell anemia, but she's not going to die, like, next year. Like, I wasn't even thinking, like, she's just going to die anytime soon. I was just like, okay, I know this is something that she has. I know this is something that she's dealing with. I know this is something that affects her life, but she's fighting it, right? That weird word, fighting. She's fighting it, and she's going to be here with us. Yeah. And there are going to be developments, and she's going to be able to be here with us for much longer. But because this this is something that affects black people so much more than anyone else there haven't been really any developments yeah and she was taking from us at such a young age and so i faced my mortality in a really real way and Take, like, how, how do you feel about taking from us how does like that that phrasing i really feel like is she's that selfish taken, is that I, selfish i don't know because i know this is what i know right i know like from my experience that she had so much more she wanted to do and so much more that she was 
on the path to do or of doing that I feel like she was taken from this earth or taken from her passions and her dreams and her goals and her. Mm. So maybe us is a very selfish way to, to say it or to express it, but she was taken from this realm or this world. Who's to say she's not existing in a different one or who's to say she's not existing in this one, but just in a different form. Yeah. Um, Though I feel her presence all day, every day. I tell you that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Uh, that's when I really faced my mortality and my outlook on life changed so much because of that. And so I want to, I want to hear how, but one thought that I've had and I definitely loop Sab into this Sab season, hashtag Sab season forever and ever and ever, forever, eternity. I saw my body. Um, One thing that, one thought that I had is that I'm scared to burn out too quickly like a shooting star. Hmm. Like we seen shooting stars this year for the we first did. time, like a month ago. And we were like, we were in awe. We were, we were. We were like, oh shit, there's fucking shooting stars. This is nuts. Like it's so, it's so, it's so like. Surreal? My, I was, I was in awe looking at the shooting stars, right? Yeah. And it's like burning bright. It was like it was shooting across the sky and it was just gone in a fleeting moment. Yeah. And I feel like Sab, like her being was like a shooting star. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like this thing. Like she was, I don't know anybody like her. Yeah. I say that all the time. And I think it's hard to say that when someone's not here because people will listen to this and be like, Okay, like everybody feels that way about somebody that they've lost. But I felt that way when she was here. Like, I don't know anybody like Sabrina. I don't know anybody that has that energy, that vibe, that personality, that... Even her voice. She, her voice... Who sounds like that? Her voice is fucking music to my ears. Who sounds like that? It's such a a strange octave. Shout out to Anne because they do have similar voices. Do you agree? Well, they're they're from like they're from the sandbox. Like <laughs> I can impersonate my niggas. Yeah. And sometimes we say some things that are kind of similar. So yeah. I, I could see how that's a thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And for for anyone that doesn't know who we're talking about, Anne is like Sabrina's sister. You know, like they're not blood related, but they grew what, up what's together. Exactly. What is blood? I was gonna Come say on. that, Fuck but all that shit. I'm literally smiling so hard right now because the bond that they have and the sisterhood that they have is like unlike any other. But I really do feel like Anne sounds a lot like Sabrina. Like Mm. they have similar, like that high pitched, like really sweet voice. But like if you're on their wrong side, like it's not so sweet. Like I don't know how to explain it, but Sabrina changed my life. Like her passing changed my life or her transcending or her whatever you want to call it. How, how did it change your perspective of life? That's what I want to know. That's, the, that's where I diverted you from. So I think that before I had a really hard time with letting go of friendships or um, even just being able to place somebody in my life. I had a really hard time in saying like, you're a genuine friend, you're a close friend, you're an acquaintance. Like I had a really hard time with that. I didn't know, you know, if it was just time that made us close or if it was like this real bond that made us close. And mm-hmm. so... I met Sabrina my freshman year of college and she only went to 
you know, pace for a short period of time. And that's where we went to school um, in New York is where we met. And we, our souls connected and our souls will forever be connected because we share this, I don't, I don't mean to keep calling it bond, but we share this bond that like, I can't explain. Like she was somebody that like, she could call me, I could call her, we could hang out and it would just be like, we were just together every single day. The, I don't, I really, I'm having a hard time explaining. Like time could pass and you just pick up like it's nothing. Exactly. And not a lot of time would pass where we wouldn't talk, but sometimes time would pass where we wouldn't see each other because I was in New York. But this is somebody that would take the feng hua to come and be present for every event. She was always there, you know, for the big things, the little things. You know, she would always make sure that she showed up for you and it was always genuine love. And it was never anything other than genuine love. And so... That's my expectation. Like, that's my expectation in life for anybody that I let into my life, right? Like, I get one of these. I get one life. Mm-hmm. I get to be here but one time that in the way know. that I know. know right, yeah. in the way that I know. And so if you don't show up for me in the way that I expect you to, that's okay. I'm going to place you right where you need to be. Like, mm. life is like chess, No sir. <laughs> God damn. See, him just read 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> Life kidding. is like chess. You know, everybody has their own place. You got to take it. And, you know, like, if not, I'm going to put you there. Mm. Bloop. Um, but she she just showed me that I really don't need to do the most for you to be there for me. Like, the bare, I, I, not that I did the bare minimum for Sabrina, but I showed up for her. She showed up for me. It was organic. It was so organic. It was so natural. And it still is. Like, when I tell y'all, not a day goes by where I don't think about her. Not a day goes by that I don't think about her. Mm. Every single day, she shows up in some form in my day and in, and in such a positive way. She reminds me that I just need to be me and I need to be organically me and I need to show up for people in the way, the best way that I know how. And if it doesn't feel natural, then it doesn't feel natural. I don't need to force it and I don't need to do it. Yeah. And so... In learning that and in her teaching me that and in her passing that on to me, like, I've shed so much dead skin. Mm. And in, in years past or in times past, like, that would have weighed really heavily on me. And it doesn't. And I don't know. I really don't know if it's age, but I really, I really feel like it's sad. And I feel like it's... She also kind of made me accept different stages of life. Like except that this person may have meant everything to you three years ago and today they don't and that's okay. So yeah, I don't know how she taught me all those things, girl. How you teach me all them things? <laughs> but she did. Osmosis. Yeah, I don't know. I, I This could sound really fucking creepy and weird to you, but like this is very real to me and it like resonates with me and mm. it's it's very heavily with me and she's brought me so much peace like her no longer being earth side literally was earth shattering but now like years later now i'm like hmm she puts a lot of things into perspective for me so yeah i dig that i dig that it's like uh kind of like the big bang 
Like the shit, like it just everything collided and exploded, and then new planets were formed. Right. Wow. After that cataclysmic event. That analogy. It's all, everything. It's all analogies. With yeah. Me. I speak and think in analogies. And, and it also made me appreciate people that were in my life that I did not appreciate in the way that I should have, you know? Yeah. Like friendships and family. Mm-hmm. Mostly friendships and family that I didn't appreciate in the way that I should have. She made me appreciate that so much more because I started to reevaluate, like, oh, you actually show up for me. Like, I just started to think about my relationships more with people. And, you know, I started to kind of feel like at one point in my life, I kind of started to feel like, oh, maybe I'm expecting too much from this person. Maybe I'm expecting too much from this person. And when when Sab trans, um, transcended, trans, transitioned, um, I was like, no, it's not that I'm expecting too much. It's just that we're not meant to be anymore. And that, it could change, you know, things, uh, things. Oh, I'm not. Um, yeah. Change with people. I'm, I'm 100% like open to change. Like I'm always open to change. I'm just saying in this chapter of my life, in this season, if you will, of my life, like we are not meant to be. And that doesn't mean that's permanent or that's forever. But in this season of my life, we are not meant to be. And I'm at peace with that. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of family that I felt that way towards. That goes for friendships that I felt that way towards. But it's also just really made me, more than anything, not, I'm not really trying to highlight people like that I've fallen out with, but I'm really trying to highlight the people that I have fallen in with. Fallen in with. Ah. Exactly. That's really what I'm trying to highlight is the people that I've come to realize that they mean so much to me and they show me that every day and they put that effort in every day and that intention in every day and that's who I'm I'm meaning to highlight in this is just I see you I respect you I love you and I'm here for you and I'm trying to reciprocate that energy that they bring to the table and vice versa that's wonderful yeah that's sorry wonderful. that was long-winded but it's long it's the podcast I'm just it just felt a little long-winded we do what we want we talk about what we want when we want <laughs> for as long as we want and it is what it is. Facts. That was beautiful. Next question. Sorry, next question. Let me pull it up. Totally not relevant. How long did it take to find a house and were you picky? This is a good one because... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's start with this house. The very beginning. The very no, beginning. No, let's start with this house real quick. Okay. You want to go to the very beginning? The very beginning I think is important. All right, go. Um, the very beginning was we wanted to buy a house in 2017. Mm-hmm. That is the first time that we went out and started to look at the real estate market in the greater Boston area and that we started to consider purchasing a home, right? Like we went out, we got our pre-approval. Um, we kind of did everything on our own um, because... Neither one of our parents really had enough expertise to be like, go to this lender, go to this lender. You Mm. know, they had their advice because they're both homeowners, but not enough that we felt like we needed their advice. Um, So we went out on our own and we got a pre-approval. We went out and looked at a bunch of houses. We were looking primarily in um, Lynn and Malden, Salem, whatever. Chelsea. Yeah, all these areas that are close to Boston because we didn't want to be far away from 
quote unquote, the city. Um, and we were both working different jobs than we are currently. And uh, it was a fucking shit show. It was a fucking shit show, yeah, for lack all, of better terms. All the houses we seen were had like weird things that detracted from uh, their appeal. Mm-hmm. None of the houses we seen were were great houses. Mm-hmm. They weren't really in places we wanted to be. They they weren't up to our expectations. But to be fair, they weren't in places we wanted them to be. It's kind of like, mm, well. What were your expectations to live in like Cambridge, Malden, Everett? Like we wanted to be a hop, skip, and a jump from Cambridge. Right now exactly. we're an hour away. Yeah. So we were looking like we would twenty have, minutes. We would have minutes. never considered an hour away before. Yeah. We wouldn't have never considered before. Yeah. You know, we would have just been like, huh? We've never heard of. We're not living there. Yeah. So I think that we were very naive. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know the the, the Massachusetts market, and yeah. we had these ideas of what we wanted. We're like, I don't want to have to gut a house, a old kitchen. Ew! I want everything finished. I want to be moving ready. And then, like, you know, because we had, lead up until that point, we'd been living in like quote luxury apartments, right? With shaky finishing but modern finishing right right so like stainless steel appliances and a nice little concierge in the front you know we we had we we had comfort we had comfort we didn't live in especially in massachusetts like there are so many older colonial homes and we had been living in new apartments exactly so we were like yeah we gotta we gotta keep maintain this standard mind you we were living in like one bedroom tiny apartments you know like 600 square feet that got progressively smaller yeah (laughs) it did get progressively smaller as time went on but we we weren't well informed you know we didn't really we kept hearing like oh the massachusetts market is so hot like the massachusetts market is so hot but like we were like okay but like if we're gonna pay all this money for our house we want it to be updated modern blah 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 we wanted like to move into a sterile 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 looking house Mm -hmm. just you know unrealistic expectations and so we started in t- 2017, and so um, we actually put in offers on houses at that time. Mm-hmm. And every single offer that we put in was above listing price, and every single one got outbid, or if, if that's the word, outoffered. Um, yeah. So after you know putting in offer after offer, we said, okay, we need to stop. This isn't worth our time, or we're not ready, whatever. We just stopped because it was very discouraging. So we stopped, and then in 2020... No, don't... It's, this is the thing. It's not even... This most recent, like, what led to us getting this house was, like, h- how long before our lease was up? Couple months. No. Well, a couple is literally, like, two, one month? A couple of months. Two months. Yeah. We literally went out and looked at houses for two weeks, maybe? How long did we look for houses? Two or three weeks? Not over two, over three weeks, babe. It was quick. Yeah, it was quick. Quick, like lightning I, fast. And let's let me just say, like Nubian had just gotten a new job, so I went out on my own for a lot of these houses, and because my schedule, my work schedule is a lot more flexible, so I went out and looked at a 
more houses on my own than we did together. And, um, you know, we were looking in the greater Boston area and we looked in Salem. No, we, we changed up the whole yeah, swag. We, we did change up the whole swag this time around. We said we want to be an hour outside of Boston. Up to an hour. Yes. That was, we, we opened up the range. Yes. Um, which we were not open to before at all. Yeah, we were like, hell fucking no. Commuting, da da But coronavirus changed everything. Yeah. Work from home became the norm. Exactly. And our criteria for what we're looking for in a home changed. Exactly. We were like, okay, if we're going to be an hour out, we need... We need certain things that are like we got to feel comfortable at home. Exactly. We're gonna be spending a lot of time at home. We got to be able to entertain people since that's the main place we're gonna be at. We gotta be looking. We gotta be able to entertain ourselves. That was the primary thing. Like entertaining other people was not on the top of our minds because of COVID, and we were social distancing and we weren't seeing anybody. So we were like, we have to have a space where we have a backyard. Like a backyard was a necessity. And not just any backyard, not like a tiny little yard where you can just, you know, lay out. No, we wanted a nice yard. Mm -hmm. And so we went out and looked at a couple of houses somewhere within 20 minutes, 30 minutes um, from the city, right from Cambridge, whether it be Salem or Lynn or whatever. And we found that those houses had small backyards and they were very, very close to other homes or on a main road or didn't have much of a yard at all or didn't have a basement or attic or were just like a slab on the fucking ground and just had like... Wait, 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 wait. I don't even... We didn't even... We did not even consider Lynn or any of those places. Not for this search. We did. Maybe we looked online. We We went to Worcester. We went to Lynn. We went to Salem. Some of the homes, like I said, you did not come with me to. All right, maybe. The vast majority, actually. That's a fucking lie. Okay. Vast majority. A lot of them you weren't able to come to, babe. This is a podcast, not a lie cast. So don't lie to the people. All right. That was cute, but it's not true. Anyhow, we completely changed up our mindset for this. We knew we wanted a big yard. We knew we wanted, um, you know, way more space because we would be working and living in this home. And so, And I think before our initial search, we weren't really thinking of a house we could grow into. Like, we were looking at two bedrooms. Two, three. But we... We were looking at two bedrooms before. That was 2017. It's 2021. That's what I'm saying. Three years, and we have no babies. So, I think that was not like, you know, like... People also assume that, like, oh, you're getting a house. That means you're having a baby. Oh, my God. Like, no baby plans, y'all. Just because we want a fucking house. We're going to get into that after this question. All right. But anyhow, so, yeah. So, we had a realtor who was fairly new into the business. We had a (laughs) smart, beautiful black woman. We did. We did. Representing us. We did. But she was fairly new into the business. Um, Very hardworking. Um. So, yeah, so we saw a bunch of houses and none of the houses that she found I liked enough to want to make any moves on, right? So I found a home that I loved and I was like, I want to see this house. Like, like I sent it to her. I was like, hey, can you like set up an appointment to see this house? And wait, she's wait, like, wait, yeah. wait, 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 I'm going to, this is revisionist history. So we found a city, the city that we ended up moving to. And we looked at houses in this area. And on the day that you were in this area, 
you sent her how said, hey, what about this one? And she's like, oh, I didn't have this on my list. You're like, you're sure you didn't have this? She's like, no, I didn't have it. So she's like, all right, let me reach out to them and see if we can set up the set up, set up a quick viewing now. Ooh, when you don't see the house yourself, you don't know the story. That's not what happened. So she I was like, I sent her this house. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to see that one. And I was like, great. But that's fantastic. That's where the Stady lives. So I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. She's like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that one. And she's like, okay, cool. So we go and see it. And I'm like, barf. What the fuck is this? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, girl, this is not the one I was talking about. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, this is the one I'm talking about. So I sent her the address and she's like, well, while we're here, let me just shoot them a message. So she shoots them a message and they're like, yes, give us an hour and we'll get it together, blah, blah. And so, you know, we saw three houses in this town that day, one of which was beautiful land. When I mean beautiful, I mean beautiful. It had a horse stable. It had a guest house. It had a main house. It was gorgeous. All the things that I think I want in a house. Yes. But I'm as somebody who's lived in apartments my entire life, never lived in a house. Um, definitely not equipped for. Yeah, and not and not equipped for because we're just not experienced. But. Maybe that's a house that we would be ready for when we have a few kids and they are, I don't know, like a couple of years old and we say, okay, we want to like move into something bigger, whatever. So anyways, she shows me like this house that I fucking hate and then she shows me this other house and I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful, you know, and I'm like thinking about it, like the maintenance, like... I really would love to have horses, y'all, but I'm not in that stage of my life. Horses are fucking expensive, and your girl is not there yet. So I was like, yeah, I know this is, like, a lot of land and, like, a lot of maintenance. And, like, the bigger, the more money. Even if you can afford the cost of the home, doesn't mean you can afford the maintenance of the home. Mm. So I was like, no, I'm good. Like, you know. So then we finally came and saw this house. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is beautiful. I loved it. The minute I moved, moved in. The minute I walked in, I knew this was the fucking house. Like, I knew it had some work that needed to get done. But I knew. I could see us already in there. And they had already done work. And I think seeing the family that was living here. Right. Like, Shorty Bop had, she may have had the similar haircut. She may have had similar swag, slightly. Slightly. She had some wide leg pants. Uh-uh. High-waisted pants. She, Yeah, they were a young couple with young kids, and they're actually in the process of building their own home right now from scratch up. I mean, from the ground up, whatever. And, um, you know, I, it wasn't really about them. It was more so about the space. I fell in love with the space right away. And I think a lot of times when people see me, they don't might not take me seriously. I don't fucking know. But they were like, oh, okay. I told them, literally, right there. I was like, oh, I love this house. I'm going to talk to my husband. We're going to come back. We're going to see it. Like, yeah, I, I want this fucking house. Mm. And they were like, okay, well, whatever. And we went about our way. And then we made our offer. And here we are. So simple. Such a simple process. Why? I didn't know it was no, that easy. No, it's not that simple. The fucking paperwork. Do you guys want to get into the paperwork? No, no, All no. All right. No. I didn't think so. This is one thing I'll say as somebody who was involved, but like you mentioned, started a new job and couldn't be as hands-on throughout the entire process, but the underwriting scared the fuck out of me. I heard nightmare stories about underwriting. Really? 
Yeah. I had a really great I had a really great mortgage loan officer who was on my team and she was like, girl, we're closing. We're gonna get this done. You know, she was very like positive. Yeah. And when I showed her, like when I gave her all the paperwork, she was like, We're good. But um it's very, very demanding. They want a lot, they want to see a lot, especially during COVID. You know, they they do ask for a lot of paperwork and yeah. You were lucky enough to have a boss ass bitch on your side. Listen, me, listen, listen. Getting all of it done. If you don't choose them, you lose them. Period. I don't even know what that means, but I chose you for a reason. Not a season. That's that on that. And so if you actually, let me let me say like, if you have any questions about pre approvals, about mortgage, about the home buying process. If you're a first-time home buyer, shoot any questions you have my way. More than happy to, you know, tell you what I know. Of course, I'm not an expert. I went through this on my own, um, but I did learn a lot through the process. Yeah. And going through this twice, I, you know, I went into it 2017, and then I went back into it in 2020. Um and and what was the difference, you know, like between 2017 and 2020 is like the expectations. I didn't have realistic expectations. You didn't have realistic expectations in 2017. We wanted something that we could move into and not do any work at all. And here we are. Last week, we ripped out the fucking rugs upstairs and put down like hardwood floors. Yeah. Shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law. But like, so, but, 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 if you but. ain't got the money, you, got, you better be, be willing and able to do the labor. Yeah, and even with that being said, realistically, what needs to be done in this house is redoing the kitchen. Yep. Redo one of the bathrooms, and we want to do the basement and the floors upstairs. Yeah, but that's like that's minor cosmetic. Things. Yeah, so we want to pull up all the carpet upstairs. So far, we pulled up one room. We are gonna got this kitchen, and then we're gonna finish the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyways, if you have any questions about this, you can ask us. We're happy to be open and very transparent about our experience. We obviously can't get into the nitty gritty on here. It's just too much and too long, but we're happy to get into it with you. I'm also happy to get into how Bank of America was on some racist shit. But anyways. Yeah, that's another another story for another day. But um, speaking about our house, a house we can grow into. We've got three bedrooms. We're in one bedroom. There's two other bedrooms. One of them we're kind of configuring as a, bless you, bless your soul. Um, (laughs) One of the bedrooms we're configuring as like a movie slash playroom. (laughs) You know what type of play is going down in there. All right. Moving on. Um, Yeah, that. And the other room is going to be like a guest room until it becomes a baby room or something. Yeah. So, babies. I want a baby. Give me a baby. Nibian, don't even go there. Uh, I like the idea of a baby. What's up with babies? Talk about babies. So, apparently, you can't ask women about babies. 
It's not. And I know not to ask yes. no women about babies. Yes. But you're my wife, so I'm asking you okay. about babies. Definitely don't ask any woman about babies. And I get asked about babies a lot. That's fucked up. Don't ask her about no fucking babies, you bitch ass hoes. And I understand from one perspective, like my parents ask me because they know that I'm not having like any that I know of any issues like having a baby. I haven't been trying to have a baby. We haven't tried to have a baby because we don't want one right now. Um, but for other people that are like, so what's up girl? Oh, oh, you guys have been together for so long. Like, Oh, you guys have been together for 11 years. You guys are going to have a baby, blah, 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 baby, baby. Listen, that's not your place. Don't ever get into any woman's uterus and ask her about when she wants to have a baby, why she hasn't had a baby. Where are the babies? Mm-hmm. Buying a house and having a baby do not go fucking hand in hand. Because I decided to buy a fucking house does not mean, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a baby. I'm buying a house because uh, I want to have a baby. I need more rooms for a baby. No, I bought a house because I'm tired of paying ridiculous motherfucking rent and living in a small ass space. That's why I bought a house. Period. Do I want to have babies? Yes, I do. Do I want them tomorrow? No, I don't. I have autonomy over my body. Me and my husband make the decision on when and where and how. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too invasive. Don't ask. If you're not close to the person, and even if you are close to the person, don't fucking ask. It's frustrating. Um, But if we're talking about us and why we don't have a baby yet or when we're going to have a baby, and you're curious, we're going to answer that now. Yeah. We were having the conversation yesterday when we were rocking Henry and I just heard our trash can got blown over. It's mad fucking windy. Yeah, it is hella fucking windy. Actually, I just looked in the backyard, but my bad. I uh, let me tell you, let me be 100 percent honest and transparent on the whole baby situation. You know, if you know me, if you follow me. If you know me on a surface level, on a deep level, you know how much I enjoy adventures and travel and just doing things on a whim or just doing things, period, right? Like Also, I- also, also, also. No, not just that. My, my, my boo thing is snatched. What? Snatched. Snatched with a T. I'm not, snatched. To be real, I'm not really as worried about my body as I am about everything else. I'm not. Such as? Um, such as my vagina ripping into smithereens. And like a near-death experience. And, yeah. If I had to have a baby, it's not happening. I know. I can't deal with that. I know. I know it's not happening if it was you. I know. But I'm a black woman. I'm... (laughs) I can hear you snorting from inhaling the hookah. But I'm a black woman, you know... I am very fucking afraid of what it looks like for me to give birth, right? Like, I don't want to fucking die. I know that I'm not the the only one. This is the death cast. I'm not the only one that is out there that feels that way, right? Okay, so that's one. Two, like, you have to give your body to another being, Wait, wait, and, 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 sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you say that because the mortality rate for black women going through birth or any sort of medical procedure is hard body. If you don't know that, like historically, yeah, if you don't, up. if you don't know that, 
you need to pause and go ahead and do your research. Yeah, up until recently, there was a study in like 2018, 2017, that doctors were still under the impression that black women and black people in general have a higher tolerance for pain. Right. And they sort of negate all of the uh, all of the symptoms that they that they tell their doctors or Ill- they downplay illnesses and they just kind of don't give a fuck. According to the CDC, black women are four times more likely to die from pregnancy related causes than white women. Damn. That's all I need to say. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't scare the shit out of you as a black woman or white woman, any type of woman, uh, I don't know what, what does, but yeah. So I love kids. Like I enjoy, you know, being around kids. I would love to have a child. That scares the shit out of me. I'm four times more likely to die from pregnancy related issues than a white woman. Yeah. I'm fucking scared. Mm-hmm. That's scary. I feel that. Also, I look at my vagina and, and I'm like, oh my God. And I look at Nubian's head and I'm like, oh my God. Ha, good one. No, seriously. <laughs> I was born via C-section. Okay, well, I I hope so, to have a vaginal birth. Big. Birth is birth, right? But the only reason I say that I wish to have a vaginal birth is just because I know the C-section, like the recovery for the C-section is just so much more painful. And if I'm going to be in pain already to give birth, like I don't want to be in pain for a longer period of time. And this is yeah. a somebody that's never given birth. So, like, if you're out there and you've had a C-section and you're like, girl, no, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Word. Holla at me. But from what I know, C-sections are a lot more painful than vaginal births. So, I'm like, okay, well, let me, like, do this vaginal thing, right? As a man who does not have to go through this, I'm like... People have been giving birth forever. That's how we're here. That's how everyone's here. Everybody you see on the street, they're here after oh, birth. Oh, so nice. Right? So sweet. Oh, how, what a nice take. I'm just telling you. I'm being honest. And as a man, you, you know, you also know that there are women that die from this, right? Hell yeah. Okay. From what I heard, it's similar like for a man to pass a peanut with the shell through my urethra. That analogy? Is that an analogy? No, that's what they say. That it's comparable comparison to. is trash to me because I'm like, a It's not trash. You've seen my pee hole. Have you seen my vagina hole? But a pee hole. You've seen the pee hole. I have, but have a you seen my vagina? With the shell? Have you seen the vagina hole? You're, it Smoke. moves, though. It opens up. My, I haven't it seen don't it open up, up very much. What? <laughs> not like that. Whoa. Not like that, but I'm saying like. Okay, another episode. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it no, hasn't... I don't. All right. What I'm saying is I will take a peanut, but a whole I'm baby. I'm not taking no fucking peanut. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm scared of, what are the stones? What are the stones called? Kidney stones. <laughs> I'm scared of a motherfucking pit, kidney scone. Uh, kidney scone? I'm not a fucking scone. with I'll nothing. take a scone. Listen, I'm researching what causes kidney scones, and I'm... <laughs> You got me saying scone now. Kidney stones, and I'm staying the fuck away. Anyways. Fuck a kidney stone. So, yeah, all of that to say, like, yes, I do want kids. Don't ask me. Stop asking me if you have asked me, because a lot of y'all motherfuckers have. I do want kids. I'm not there yet. I've I've been telling 
newbie. And as of lately, I'm like, I, you know, I still want to do what I do now. And I see so many women out there, um, so many people on social, so many people in real life who continue to live their life and do what they do, but just with children. Yeah. You know, like, of course, it takes more planning and it takes more effort and it takes more patience and time. But like, intentionality. You got to be intentional. Exactly. And I know that. Because of me, we will be able to do those things because right now when it comes to travel and getting things done, like it's me, y'all. I'm I'm the fucking manager of that. Um, if it were up to Nubian, we would be home twenty four seven. He's just he's just a homebody and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not but, a homebody, I love traveling. Yeah, but Nubian, we've talked about this before, I think even on this podcast. Like I really have to encourage it and I have to um, persuade him and I have to push him to do those things because naturally he would just rather be comfortable than uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I, it, it gets harder when you have kids. And so I think that's my fear right now is that like I'm going to lose what I love to do in having children. Yeah. And I'm being honest. And I know there's a lot of other women out there that feel that way. It's like, I don't want to fucking have kids and not be able to do, do the things that I love to do because I have kids, you know? But yeah. I keep telling myself, like, I want to have kids. I want to travel. I want to be adventurous. I want to, you know, I want to do all this, those things. And I can do all of those things. It's just me letting fear debilitate me instead of being like... We're going to, when this happens, we're going to establish boundaries and expectation we're gonna we're gonna maintain this life that we live yeah exactly it's it's a mate it's a maintenance thing you know yeah my i don't have many fears about oh, that really? my, because you don't have to push a baby out your no, 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 fucking no, 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 vagina no no i'm talking about in terms of like our life changing drastically like, i think we're i don't both know on why same... because you're somebody you're the one that is in like so if it's if it's if we had to say which one of us was more high strung or excuse me, which one of us is um more rigid, rigid yeah. it's you. It's <laughs> that you. was good. Yeah, that was good. That was it's good. you. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of me convincing you that something is a good idea, that something um it is beneficial, that something is worthwhile. Um and you don't have to convince me of those things. You could tell me tomorrow, babe, we should go to Costa Rica for the week. I mean, they don't have any COVID restrictions. All we need to do is get tested. And it's just you and I, and it's safe. Like, let's go to Costa Rica. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Let's go to Costa Rica. But if I said that to you, you'd be like. <laughs> so when we were talking about this yesterday, I was like, I think that I know what I need to do personally to grow and develop as a human being, as a man, in order to be ready for this this new being in our life. I know what steps I need to take in order to get to that place where I would feel like, all right, boom, we're good. Like, if you found out, not hopefully not tomorrow because we have margaritas and hookah flowing, uh-huh. But if you found out in the like next month or so that you were pregnant, that we were pregnant, I know what I need to do in order to get to that place. You know what I'm saying? I know what I got to do. What do you have to do? Tell the people. 
it's I have to accept things as they are and not get too caught up in sort of my my fear. Not necessarily fear. It's like just being having more fluidity, right? Yeah. My main thing when it comes to children, how our life could change is like there's certain wild young nigga shit that I would like to continue doing or begin doing that a kid could inhibit. Like what? That's not really for the podcast. It's like, like, um, we have a playroom. Okay. We got to build out the playroom. We could still do that though. This, yeah, but I don't, hear no, I don't hear no baby crying when I'm in the playroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's 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 fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The playroom got to be playable without the kid, without a baby yelling and screaming. So you you want to experience the playroom first? There's things to do. Ah uh-huh. ha There's things to do in there that don't involve no goddamn kids. I think we could still have a playroom and have a kid. I but think- when my kid is here, <laughs> the pistol's on decky. You don't know what's going on. Like it's high alert, so I gotta, I gotta get rid of that. Yeah, see, that's what scares me. That's what I'm saying. It's like anxiety around like. It's not anxiety. It's not anxiety. Maybe the protective, protectivity, protective nature within me. We already have a baby. Yeah, but Henry is Henry can hold his own. You know what I'm saying? He's independent. He's on smoke with me. Anything pops off, he's he's on, he's front line and ten toes down, ten paws down. How many paws do you have? Four and a dew claw. Eight to eight paws down. He got eight like toes down. He got four paws though. Four paws down. He's with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. It's different. Yeah, that's that's true. All right. Well, that goes uh to some of our little baby dilemma. Perspective situation situation it's yeah. a dilemma. Yeah, we'll we'll get there when we're there. I don't know. People say you'll never be ready. So when we're ready enough, I guess. And I don't know if y'all will know until the baby's here. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm trying to move. Not on some like. That's how I feel. Like Instagram has opened up a a, a platform for people to be like. Weird, kind of like I'm not gonna show the baby's face, all this shit. Like I right. feel that though. I feel it, but like it's weird. There's like this whole reveal culture that's that. Yeah, I, I'm not. You're not not seeing the baby's face because we're like there's like this grand reveal. But like I understand why people don't share pictures of their babies when they have them. Yeah, me too. I get it. It's a lot. You don't I need. Do you should share what you want to share. And like Instagram is the highlight reels, right? You see the best of the best pictures and the best of the best times. And that's what it's for. And some people share everything. And, and you should share whatever it is that you're comfortable sharing. But I understand people not wanting to share the pictures of their babies. I totally get that. Um, I do too. I just don't like reveal. Like gender yeah, reveal. I don't like gen- baby we, reveal. Yeah, you won't get a gender reveal from us. I also no. find gender reveals very fucking cringy. I don't even want to know the gender, honestly. Yeah, I, I do because of shopping stuff. Can um, you keep that secret, though? To myself? Like, you can guarantee that I won't find out? Yeah, I can guarantee you won't find out. 
right. that's what you want until the that's what I want. Yeah, until the day comes, I can I can do that. But I will know for sure. Um, How do you feel about baby names? We're not going to mention any. We have any. baby names. We're not going to mention any on here, but how do you feel? Are we on the same page? You know we're on the same page. Some alternative shit? Some ill yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, but yeah, so that, that um, especially now that my sister is having a baby, I think. Is this been, public news? Yeah, it's public news. Everyone knows? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now that my sister is having a baby, I'm like... Okay, like we're thinking about it more, and she's like, "See him? We need cousins." Blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Girl, shut your ass up! Nobody <laughs> pressured you, <laughs> you know." But um, I do. I would love to have my kids be around the same age as my sister's kids because me and my sisters have such a bond, and I know that that is not the norm. And it's not the case for everyone, but like me and my sisters are so close and I would love to have kids like close to her and close to both of my sister's kids. Um, but we're about to get the first Elazary baby. Like, yeah, that's exciting. I'm exciting. I'm excited. I already bought some baby stuff and like, I'm really, really, really excited for her. And so, yeah, that, uh, that's that on that period. Yeah. Was was there another question or no? Oh, um, there was another question. No, that question. Um, there's actually a lot more questions, but honestly, I think we should. We've been going for a while now that I think we should just move on to the next, which is next week is my birthday. Okay. Entering twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm about to be 28. Are we going to record on your birthday? It's a Saturday. We're going to record? So I don't know what my plans are for my birthday because you have plans. Mm. So maybe. <laughs> Do you want to share with the people what those plans are? See him? The, the people. The That's people. you. You want to know them. The pod. No, you want to know them. No. Maybe we'll record on your birthday. I, have, I ordered a couple outfits for my birthday and I have something upstairs that you know, I have I have like three outfits, so I think I'm ready for whatever. What do you mean something upstairs? What do you have upstairs? Just like a like I have like a new pair of pants and like a top. I thought you were saying something else. <laughs> you know, I have something else. I see. Don't... This is the good thing. Your birthday, we can both celebrate your birthday. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> if you got something else, I do have something else. I have a little something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're together. Your birthday, my birthday, my birthday, your birthday. Yeah, yeah, we're a couple of weeks apart. Um, but honestly, I'm older, wiser. Makes a lot of sense. Um, how do you feel? New Year, twenty eight. How do you feel about? That? I was telling you this earlier. Never have I ever felt so secure in who I am, and so content, and so at peace with who I am. And where I'm going mm. than I have now. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm sure like, you know, it gets better as you get older and you are more sure of who you are. Um, that's not to say that I don't have my moments or times of doubt or of that's natural question. Right. But, you know, I think about like my younger self and I was just like, wow, 28, like, Turning 28, that's a big deal, right? I, don't have, I only have a couple of more years in my 20s, but, like, age is nothing. Yeah. Age, what, 20s? That's what, that's what R. Kelly said. Oh, that's terrible. 
we're, we're, we can hear, we can hear you snorting while you suck up on that. Hookah. Sorry, guys. But I I remember I'm thinking about back on my younger self and how much people's opinions mattered, and they just don't anymore. Yeah. How do you, how do you even hear people's opinion? Do people tell you like their opinion about you and stuff? Whether they tell it to me or whether or I feel, feel it, it mm. or whether I hear it from others or whether it's felt through distance or it's felt through space, it's felt, right? So I'm at a place in my life where I just don't give a fuck. I really don't. I don't give a fuck. The people in my life that matter and that show up, like, I love you guys so much and I appreciate you. And I'm happy to be here with you and to experience this with you, but... For the people that don't, sometimes I would have put more effort and time and and just kind of lost sleep over it, and I just don't anymore. I don't care, you know. Like I'm really trying to figure. I'm at I'm at this stage in my life where I'm trying to figure myself out and where I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want to do. And I know that there's never going to come a day or a time where I'm going to be like, ah, oh, yes, like I'm so fulfilled, and there's nothing else that I can do because. If I do come to that time, like, what is there to work towards or work for, right? Like, That's a scary thought. Which, which one? Like, we were talking the can't other hear day. You. Can't hear you. Sorry. We were talking the other day about, like, how people say, oh, well, your life's going to change when you have kids and, you know, things aren't the same. It becomes all about your kids and how we've decided mutually, like, we're putting us before everybody and everything because this is the foundation. Uh, Yes. If the roots ain't solid, the the foundation ain't solid, what can we give to anyone else? That sounds like probably really crazy to a lot of people, right? Like even when going into having kids and like we don't have kids, but before we do, we, we know that we need to put each other first and that we're on a team like the roots need to be healthy in order for the tree to be healthy, right? Like, we need to be the best version of ourselves. And, like, in that moment, like, when I say the best version of ourselves, I don't mean, like, we've reached our peak and there's no more growth, but I mean the best version of of ourselves in that Exactly. In that moment and in that time, we need to be the best us that we can be before we can prioritize anybody else or anything else whether that be children or jobs or anything and so we're always going to choose each other ourselves first and then each other and then whatever precedes that Mm -hmm. children jobs whatever yeah and we were talking about like I think if you think of the average human being like the average person that's just like Maybe I'm I'm speaking down. I don't know. But the average person that's like just fine with the status quo, they're fine with going to work, fine with maintaining what they have, fine with whatever they got, and they're just like, this is what it is. No level of introspection. Maybe I'm being like, maybe I'm, I'm thinking like with some sort of superiority complex. The I don't word, know. The word average is just... Not in a bad way. No, I don't know. The word average just might not be a good choice of words, but I think like you're saying if you are just 
going about life and fulfilling things based off of what the what society expects of you and like the social social norm and not questioning things and not doing things um from your heart then i think that's what you're speaking on yeah yeah and it's like i know people that don't question things that's what you and that stopped learning when they were like didn't they weren't being forced to learn Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not questioning themselves, their own beliefs, and challenging themselves, and pushing themselves to learn new things and grow and become better people. Like, those people exist. That's what I mean by the average. Yes. And I think average is, like, it's like using the word basic, right? It all, it has, like, a negative connotation. It's like, oh, she's a basic bitch. He's fucking basic. Like this. It's just when you kind of become complacent. Yeah, that's it's when what it you is. don't when you no longer question things because you think that's what's expected of you. Yeah, like you're no longer thinking for yourself, but you're just thinking based off of like societal norms. Yeah, that's what you're speaking on. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, well, how do we get? To- <laughs> how do we get? We're just flowing. How do we get to this? <laughs> we are talking about. Um, Kids. Feeling comfortable. Oh, no, we weren't even talking about Choosing kids. each other first. Yeah, yeah, Having a foundation. You feel good. You feel good. You roots. feel good right now. Yeah. Going into 28. Yeah, I feel really good going into 28. And I'm not fighting anything. Like, I'm not fighting anything that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not fighting um, where I am in my career. I'm not fighting where I am in my friendships. I'm not fighting where I am in life. I'm just... It's not that I'm just going with a flow, but I'm accepting things for what they are. And then if they don't make me happy, then I'm challenging them. Yeah. And I'm kind of dissecting them. And I'm just like, well, let me take a step back from this and figuring and figure out what it is about this that doesn't make me happy. What it is about this job or what it is about this friendship or what it is about this relationship that isn't serving me. And making it work in the moment because what works for me today, what works for me at 28 um, might have really failed me at 27, might have really hurt me at 27, might have really destroyed me at 27. So I'm about moving forward. I'm just about accepting the now, the here and the now, and then, uh, changing it to work for me if it doesn't in the moment. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know. I'm just really at peace. That's where I am. I'm at peace with everything in my life. And I'm about change. I'm at peace with it. I'm not fighting it. And if and if uh, I'm finding that it doesn't make me happy, then I'm going to take it and I'm going to either throw it in the trash or I'm going to reconstruct it in a way that does work for me. And so, you know, I heard a lot growing up like, oh, you know, when you get older, you're going to get it. You're going to you're going to reach this age where you're just going to be like, wow, like I'm at my prime, like wow, like I get it now, like I understand why things happened in the way that they did, and I feel like, hey, I might kind of be there. Like I get why the things happened that did happen because they bought me a lot of peace in my heart, like it may not have 
made a lot of sense and it may not have like brought me to the next quote unquote level, but it brought me a lot of peace in my heart. And like, that's really important to me. And like going into this 28th year of actually going into this 29th year of my life. Cause when you reach 28, you've finished your 28th year. You're starting on your 29th year going on to my 29th year of life. Like, is that how? Yeah, I'm 27. Listen, listen. I finished 28. I'm Wait, starting on 29. Listen, I when I'm telling you that I have vivid memories yeah. of being kindergarten. I don't. Like I have elementary school being at the original Grandman Parks on Upton Street and trying to think about like, do I start counting from here? Or, like, where do I start counting from? So, and I'm like, this t- plus, like, I remember using my fingers. I remember standing in a hallway with the stairs right there in this old-ass building thinking, so I start from here, one, two, three, four, and, and counting, like, where do I start counting this shit from? Is that, what, is that true? We're starting the 29th year? So I've, when you reach 28, you've completed your 28th year of life. So it's like, when you're when you turn one, right? You Think about it. From there. You completed your first year. So of we're life. not counting incubation when we're in that bitch. No, nine when you come months, out, when you three come months out, of the year, low key. When you come out, year old, honestly. When does it When start? you come out, and you turn one, you finished your first year of life, and you go yes, on to your yes, second yes, year. Yes, true, 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 so, true, true. it's an easier way to think about it. So I've just, I'm going to finish, God willing, inshallah my 28th year of life on Friday, January 30th. And I'm going to begin my 29th year of life. And, you know, there are some things that remain constant and that some things that are, that have changed. And like, I've come to peace with that. I've learned a lot. Can't tell you everything that I've learned in this podcast, in this short episode, but I've learned a lot in, in my 28 years of life and I appreciate everything and everyone that has been here thus far because they've molded me into who I am. And I think it's completely like if you don't think that everybody that has been in your life has molded you in one way or another, if you don't believe that, you're like you're in denial. But like I know that like every single person that's been a part of my life has molded me into who I am today. Like shout out to y'all for the ups and the downs and everything in between. So I feel v- like the best way that I can describe going into my 29th year of life is like, I feel so at peace, like going into um, my last birthday um, and just having lost one of my best friends, Sabrina, like I was very distraught and not really sure about life, but going into this year, I feel so differently. Like I feel so at peace and like, I feel so sure of myself and so grounded in who I am and like what I believe that, it's it's a little crazy. That that's some shit. It is some shit. I remember on my birthday. I remember see him kind of mention it. Our birthdays are a month apart, just under a month apart. Um, I remember on my birthday, I was recording you singing "Happy Birthday" to me, and Henry was right there, and I low key started crying. Yeah, I was just like. This is going to come to an end one day. And yeah. I was like, I don't want this shit to end. Yeah. So this birthday, <laughs> this birthday, I'm going to be like, yo, 
God willing, we make it there. Universe willing, we make it there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to be like, damn, I love this. Thank you for this. I appreciate this. Yes. And then we're going to keep it moving. Yes. That's the most important thing. Like, if you dwell on the fact that this isn't forever, it's like really, really, really depressing and really scary. But if you just kind of focus on... Nah, this this shit is forever. It is forever. We're forever. I wrote this shit in our anniversary card. I was like, yo, this shit is forever. Yeah. Like, no... It's well, before us, it's after us, it's forever. This shit's good. It's there now. Are you talking about are you talking about the earth? Every, talking, no, uh, the earth ain't talking, even forever. Right. I was gonna say that. But are you talking about our love? Everything. Talking, I our love surpasses the cedar. Everything. Listen. It, it it'll transcend into any and every universe that we ever exist on. like It's up and it's stuck. Yes, exactly. But I, I'm just speaking on like Earth side. Like I appreciate the here and the now. I appreciate today. I appreciate tomorrow. I appreciate anything that came before this and that have, has ended. You know, like relationships. Can you stop snorting? Why do you keep snorting? Hitting the hookah. <coughs> like, what the hell is going on? We, we had a real nice thing going. <laughs> and just, look what, you hey, keep look doing how you, it. You're like this. Look how you did that. Terrible. That's what you do in the morning. Every morning I wake up to you. That's I'm not what you doing do. it on the motherfucking pod. Do the noise you do. It's, what the I, fuck? I have motherfucking allergies. Kermit the frog yeah. ass hoe. And I didn't you could know, call me that. I didn't know I had a little frog as a wife. Well, if you're feeling froggy, nigga, you can leap. <laughs> All right, listen. We're at an hour and twenty-one minutes. Our, our, uh, this is a nice. This is a nice note to put a button on it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, going into twenty-nine, what do I want out of the next year? Um, can you fucking? That's just listen, not, listen, get listen. your mouth off the fucking mic. Just hold up, hold that's up. That's aggravating. Just listen. If you're aggravated, what's up? No, get your fucking mic off. What's the up? Mic. At least I turned my what's shit up? when I fucking about to do something. What's up? Turn yours. What's up? Pop off, nigga. Pop Give off. Give me the fucking pop the off. Listen, 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 listen. Just relax. One second. One second. You sound like a crackhead, fam. Chill out. Just relax for a second. All right. Listen, listen, listen. This is the end of the podcast. We're gonna <laughs> okay. We're gonna end. Big the pod- Daddy called the shots. We're gonna end the podcast, and then next weekend when we record, maybe on your birthday, maybe the day before. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening for my birthday. Yeah, you'll find out. So we'll talk about that, Ugh, and we'll the talk stress. about we'll talk about uh, things you're looking to accomplish in the next year, in your new year. Yes, and we'll that that'll be one of the main topics for our next episode. And yes. whatever sort of I don't know, are you gonna ask these niggas some questions on Instagram or something? I don't know. What yeah. how are you doing this? Yeah, I definitely definitely will. If anybody has any more questions, you guys could definitely ask us on the gram. Um ask just, some good questions. Too. Yeah, definitely ask some something juicy, you know? Juicy. And, um, Without further ado, um this episode was brought to you by Black Fashion Fair dot 
org. Black Fashion Fair is a conceptual trade, educational, and cultural experience aimed towards the discovery and furtherance of black designers through, <laughs> through cultivating retail spaces and experiences. Black Fashion Fair supports the ideas and continued growth of designers in black owned brands. Yeah. So if you guys have not checked out blackfashionfair.org, you should now. Um, it's going to be some really exciting things for Black History Month going on. Um, and if you don't already, follow Baby Gregory on Twitter for all the drama. Whoa, not, <laughs> not the drama for. The informed voice, the authoritative voice yes. on all things, not just black fashion, fashion, period. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. We love you. We appreciate you. Again, if you have any questions, if you want us to answer anything for you, hit us up on Flip the Coals on Instagram. Um, I'm Hukamami. This is the Buttery OG. Buttery.OG. Yes. Follow me on Hukamami on Instagram. Um, it's really the only platform that you need to follow me on. That's the only platform I'm really active on. I have a funny, um, thing that I got from Twitter. Yeah. What is that? close friends. Who close friends? On Instagram. Yeah. Tell us. Why do you have a close friends if you're not throwing ass? Oh, I'm going to start throwing ass, y'all. What? Oh. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> and I, <laughs> see you next Sunday. All right. We out. Peace.